Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks. That's betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. If you're anything like me, free time is limited. So things like yard work are just not doable. And if you're also like me, you don't even own a lawnmower. That is why All Above Landscaping is the right choice. All Above includes a variety of options when it comes to your landscaping needs, including lawn installation, design, irrigation, debris removal, maintenance, and much more. If you're in the city of Sumter and you're looking for reliable service at a friendly price, give All Above Landscaping a call today. It's 803-464-7414. Mention that you heard this ad on this podcast and you'll get a special discount on your first service. Again, that's 803-464-7414. Call All Above Landscaping today. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about our recent partnership with the amazing Bones Coffee Company. Let's face it, you're probably sick and tired of drinking that old plain Jane coffee brand every morning. Well, fret not, dear listener. Bones Coffee is here to kick your taste buds into high gear. Bones Coffee has a wide variety of flavors to choose from, including maple bacon, peaches and spring, island grog, and my personal favorite, chocolate raspberry. Once you become hooked on the coffee, you'll be excited to learn that they have plenty of merch options to choose from as well. T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, the list goes on. You can buy their coffee in whole bean, ground, and even evil single serve options. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. This coffee is great, and we know that you're going to love it too, which is why we have partnered up with Bones Coffee, and now our listeners have an exclusive discount code. Make sure to use the code BEZIXPEAKS at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right, James. Go to bonescoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today. Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome back to When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast, the podcast uh, where we fight depression with the power of music. I am your host, James Cox, and I think I just lost you with your video, but that's okay. We can still hear you, right?
I can, I can okay. see yes. myself still. We got it. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Man, I, I, I love computers, but man, sometimes it, it sucks, you know? So, I don't know. We're, we're going to make it through. So, uh, yeah, I, I who have the honor in money, interviewing out here, right? And interviewing my one of my favorite bands of all time, Taproot. We have the lead singer Stephen Richards with us today, and welcome, Stephen. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. There's one thing in life that I hate is computers. You know, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. So we will just bear yep. through. You know. So yeah. So it's kind of like a penis. <laughs> it is right. Exactly. I, I know exactly what you're, what you're talking about. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. We're getting ready to play some more shows and get this record released. So it's pretty exciting times. I spent, you know, a lot of years working on this record, just a couple hours a week. It took me forever. But finally, six years later, I'm releasing music that I wrote 10 years ago. So it's yeah. awesome. Okay, nice. Oh, oh, okay, so you so you have a back catalog of, of stuff that be released to, you know, with, the, with the new album, correct? Yeah. Yeah, this new record uh, that we're releasing right now, Scissors, I actually wrote probably 70% of it to be our next Taproot record like 10 years ago. But then yeah. that's like kind of one that's kind of one that kind of took our ways and uh you know it wasn't all of us it was just kind of we surrounding so we all kind of took a break but um you know we all got the nine to five jobs started you know having families and all that uh, but after my mom passed away i was like oh shit, i need something to focus on <laughs> so i started going to the studio and i was just going to record you know the songs that were to be taproot's next record and just kind of you know get them out to you know a couple thousand people that follow me or that i'm friends and family with and all that um but our bassist phil like was like because he knew the songs he knew the songs 10 years ago from demos that i'd done in right. you know listening on tour and we'd listen to them in the van so he was like that's not fair to taproot that was taproot's next record so it's not just going to be you it's going to be a taproot record so i was like okay cool so then i jumped on board and we got all these shows lined up and we got management and the album and everything so it's it's cool it's a different it's feeling good. than i expected and Awesome, yeah. Well, I'm probably gonna ask you something that you never been met and been asked about or asked before, but uh, so you're a fan of wrestling, correct? I would assume you were. Fan of, no, you're not a fan of wrestling at all. I, you, oh. Not since I was a kid. Uh, I mean, I was at WrestleMania three when Hulk Hogan slammed under the giant. Well, well, there I was you go. There, but... No, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the reason why I why I asked you that is there's a wrestler. His also name is Steven Richards. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. And the, the craziest part is what was his tag team partner's name? Uh, Which one? Because he had Benny. Because he was in the BWO. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, no, like back in the old days, it was. Uh, oh, you're going to have to remind me. I don't it know. Was like Wolfie D, I think was his name. And that's the crazy thing is, is because it's Stephen Richards and the other co-founder of Taproot is Mike. Yeah, it's Wolfie D, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's yeah. Wolfie, Mike D. Wolf is was his yeah. name. So it's Wolfie D and Stephen Richards and then Stephen mm -hmm. Richards and Michael D. Wolf. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I was wondering if, if, if people like got you, like got you confused with the wrestler and the, the wrestler got confused with you, you know? Right. Uh, with my physique, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you can you can go out there and wrestle some people down. 
Tom. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to do that, but you know, I'm not I mean, yoked. We all can, but I would get whooped, I think, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably. Oh, you what? <laughs> yeah, I've got. I probably get beat down or something. You know, wrestling. I don't know. But I don't know. Totally well, you, you got a nicer chair than me, so you're good. Oh yes, yes, cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this chair is from Sam's Club. You know, I mean, it's like really? fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's a good deal. Damn. You know, yeah. So I'm on one of those foldable, annoying seats you'd probably see like at a church lunch. Oh yeah. Lunch. Oh well, yeah. Well, well, I do remember. Um, I, I, I think I, I, I remember them from high school. You know. Oh they yeah. Very yeah. good chairs and everything. Yeah. Come this on. one has a little bit of carpeting on it, but it's the exact same tin that hurts your ass. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. Uh, so before we go in, in deep about music with you, uh, I just want to ask. I ask everybody. Uh, would you rather listen to either band, this or this? Okay, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you two options, and you're gonna tell me what band you will listen to now. Not who's yeah. better, you know, to, but listen. Which to one them. I choose? Right. Okay. So we have Incubus or Silverchair. Probably okay. Silverchair. Silverchair. Yes. Yeah. yeah I do love Incubus. But I do love Silverchair a little bit more, you know. So yeah, no, I'm with you. We uh we toured with Incubus a couple of times. Like I grew up, you know, like right when we were starting, Incubus was you know one of our favorites. We got to tour with them numerous times, so mm -hmm. that was cool. But we only got to play one show, and that was over in Germany, a huge festival with Silverchair, and not a lot, a lot of people like I, it, what is it, Diorama, whatever it's called, the second record yeah, that they yeah, did. Yeah, like a lot of people in the states didn't really catch on to that record much, but we loved it. Right. So I think I think they have they have the edge on that one. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, from the from the first Silver Chair uh, record, Frog Stop, to uh, Freak Show, I'm 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 tend to well, they did Neon Ballroom, and Neon Ballroom was pretty great. Um, so you can't deny that. Right. Oh, I, I don't it, know man. which one, which album I would love better. Uh, you know. They're all yeah, good. no, that Daniel, that Daniel kid's amazing. No, yeah. he's awesome. He's not a kid anymore. Jesus, probably thirty-five, but right, right, fine. Yeah, okay, so we have that. Okay, so let's do Judas Priest or Iron Maiden. It's hard. <laughs> Priest or Maiden? Uh, yeah. uh, it's like almost a tie. I guess just for fun, I'd go Iron Maiden just because okay. of the props and stuff. Even yeah, though I never Maiden. owned an Iron Maiden record, I had one Judas Priest record growing up. I mean, I respect for both bands, but honestly, I'd probably just like rather go walk a car crash than go see one of those tonight. <laughs> right. Tonight. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do the never ending. Uh... The, the never ending battle between Megadeth and Metallica because they seem to be the most prominent bands in history. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd still have to go Metallica, I guess, because okay. growing up a drummer, like growing up a drummer, one and Injustice for All was a game changer, like on drums. So that was, you know, Megadeth was cool. I had, you know, a lot of their records, went to a lot of their shows. I only got to see Metallica once. So that's probably, I'd rather, mm -hmm. you know, listen and see them again but uh mm. i'd still love to know what would have happened ever in whatever alternate universe exists Dave, where les yeah. claypool who auditioned oh, for yes. the bass if les yeah. claypool and dave mustaine were in metallica so if it was les claypool wild. dave mustaine 
I, I want to know what that is. <laughs> we would we would have gotten some very different songs if that happened, to be honest with you, because Les Claypool's a genius, but I mean, he's out there, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, in, in, that, in that universe, Metallica might be down here in Taproot. You're right, Taproot will be, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, because Metallica has my heart, but I think Megadeth has it for me with the, uh, consistency with albums, you know, they come out every other year. Yeah. Until like a release yeah. every five years, six years. Oh, yeah. 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 They're not really consistent, but when they release something, it's like very, very good. Oh, um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and if I didn't say Metallica, even though, you know, my 13 year old, she just turned 13, just because of Stranger Things, all the kids now know Metallica uh, because the one kid was doing the solo and all that nonsense. So if I, yeah. if I said Megadeth, she'd probably kill me. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand the hate for Megadeth, but it's like, come on, they're good music too, you know. But they have, okay. Like, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I like Iron Maiden just because they have Eddie Moore out there, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got yeah, yeah. Like, because they came out like for the past like five or six years, you know. I don't yep. know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, props too, you know. Gore. Yeah. How many times have you seen Gore? Do you, do you like Gore? Believe it. Actually, yeah. I I honestly have not seen them, which is a huge bummer, especially oh, after no. the yeah. after the original Odorous, you know, didn't make yeah. it. I know they've been through some other people, but uh, it was weird because they were one of those bands that I was young enough that when I came across footage and video clips that it was like it like honestly scared me so i'm not exactly sure but um yeah. one second sorry okay um but so i would have loved like it was literally like i was scared but the the ironic thing is is you know i grew up a drummer my whole life i was self-taught blah 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 yeah um, but when i was a teenager i taught myself how to play guitar and it's just funny because I taught myself to Allison Chains Dirt mm. and then randomly out of nowhere, uh, what's it called? The Road Behind by Guar. Yes. Yep. And like the yeah. slightly calmer, nice one. That was one of the few songs I taught myself how to play guitar to. So yeah, yeah that's one of their most tamer songs. The rest of yeah. killing this, yeah. killing that, you know, murder yeah. this, murder that. You know, it's a good time, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah, well, man, that's you should really I check out Guar. For sure. I think that's I think that's the one that Brutus wrote too. It was like very different, yeah. but I think that's you know, like I it's I think it was easier for me to hear like the the keys or the chords, you know, like because it's you know more acoustic type. Right. Sorry, burped. Yeah. Oh no, that's fine. Um okay, so can you tell tell us what's your first memory of music? Like where were you when you first heard the first note ever? And, oh and what was it? What was the song if you could remember? Honestly, I can't tell you the first time I remember hearing music or what it was, but I was like fully conscious age to remember MTV going live. Obviously, I'd heard music before, you know, just yeah. whatever, but that was like dead set. So obviously, video killed the radio star and watching MTV the first day, the first couple <laughs> seconds, I, right. I was there watching that. So that would be my first like major exposure. And then I just automatically wanted to become like Adam Ant and Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's like, have you heard the, um, speaking of video killed radio, have you heard of the, uh, the president of the United States of America's cover of that song? That's I don't think so. 
That's so great. You should hear it. Check it out. Is that it's okay? Really the good, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll look that up. Yeah, so, um, that's cool. So I know that if I looked on my playlist right now, you would hear like Ice T, uh, Body Count, um, Taylor Swift, and all these other random bands. If we were to look at your playlist, what would that be consist of? Don't really. Excuse me, I'm not really current because, like I said, I've only been able to work like four hours a week for the last six years in the studio. So most of my time is just been listening to my own stuff, critiquing it. But um, hit and miss nowadays, current or just random like ideas in my head. Like right now, the only music I have like built into my car, I had to get from CDs from the library <laughs> so emir is one of my go-tos like emir really heavy deftones obviously deftones solid um but then i got into sia i don't know her and i'm just like wow every song is a friggin' hit um so it's kind of all over i mean abba like probably wouldn't be one that people know that i love but i love abba too and uh I was blown away by Thrice. I watched them open up for Deftones uh, a couple of years back. It was my wife's first time seeing the Deftones. And uh, we were both bleh, both more blown away by how good Thrice was, not knowing them. Because, you know, I think they started off really emo, metally, like kind of back when we were more relevant. But I think they grew up and got really like indie sounding. And whatever record I have is amazing. So Thrice blew me away. But Thrice. I still listen to Adam Ant. Now, out of nowhere, it was my least favorite song in the world, like high school age or a little after whatever, was Rome by the B-52s. But yeah. now I just want to cover Rome if you want to. Like, that's I want to cover that first whenever I do covers. That's what I want to do. So the 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 next two, the, the next two questions would be uh, about Chester Benfield from Lincoln Park. And I know you've worked with him in the past. And yeah, so um, th 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 this is going to be a really uh, deep question for me, for you, I guess, for me too, as well as answering it. But uh, knowing what he'd been through with suicide, of course, and, uh, and, 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 and I, I suffer with depression and, and I, and I think that uh, many people, don't hear us like asking for help. Yeah. But my question to you is, do you think that us as fans, me and you, are not really understanding the severity of what some songs are actually saying, you know? Because many times artists will uh, ask for help in songs and we just don't, don't understand pick it up, or yeah. don't pick it up. Yeah. I'm... That would be tough, in my opinion, because I, I think the ones that are asking for help obviously are asking, but they probably cover it a little more than like you're you're annoying down your throat, like eh, I'm in pain. Let's sing about it. Give me, you know. I think the ones like teaching myself "Dirt" on guitar by Allison Chains when I was that age, I didn't know that entire record was about doing like heroin. <laughs> like now, in hindsight, like, and that's what it's. A terrible promotional segue but our newest single called you know favorite song and the whole point is that i don't know the lyrics to my favorite song because i'd probably be that guy that doesn't pick up on that because i'll sing, I'll sing the words that i know and then i'll just make some stuff up and then catch back up to the part i know and all that so, terrible segue uh bad topic but no chester it's kind of weird too um because i knew the guy 
those guys, we knew <laughs> our old day-to-day -day manager used to be Chester in Lincoln Park before Lincoln Park was Lincoln Park. They used to be called Hybrid Theory, which is why they named their record that. Um, so our manager actually quit Hybrid Theory and Chester is the guy that came in to replace our old manager, which is crazy. And people don't realize that, you know, when we were out on our first record, Lincoln Park was waiting to get signed, coming to our shows and, you know, whatever. And they, they actually opened for us the first time we played together for a tour. And then, pew, see you guys. All right, we'll open for you if you, if you let us. All right, thank you. But uh, no, and uh, the only picture, I think Jared might have a couple more, but the only picture that I have of Chester and I, it's kind of ironic, um, you know, because I've had bouts of depression and, you know, I have anxiety and all that too. So I can relate like, I, you know, I have brain injury and I worked with brain injury and mental health too. That was my previous gig that I just quit for these shows. But uh, the only picture that I have, I posted it on Instagram a long time ago, probably around his passing maybe, but uh the picture is behind him and you can see my expression and he's holding my shoulder, like almost he's like consoling me. And it's really weird. Cause I would have had no idea. Mm. It was years and years between talking to him and when he actually, you know, took his life, but mm. I would have had no clue that he was that depressed on any level. He was always a sweetheart and cool. And all those guys are cool. He didn't stand out or seem different than any of the other guys at all. Mm. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the, the the saying is like the happiest people are the like the most depressed and and i agree with that because i am depressed and luckily i got some new medication today so i'm you know i'm going to the right steps and, and speaking of that are speaking of of, of uh, you telling us you have depression are you okay because i want to make sure everything's okay with yeah you know yeah i'm okay right. um it's just weird. Like, I don't know where I started having seizures, you know, literally I had my, I had a big one in Vegas. We didn't know what it was. It, you know, just something weird happened. I was bloody. The toilet seat was ripped off. Like I was naked in bed. <laughs> my poor son was probably laughing at me, fishing around like a weirdo. But, um, when I had my second one, it was the day of our last record, the episodes, it was the opening day we were playing a show at our hometown the place we're playing this weekend machine shop in Flint. show got canceled i had a grand mall right in my house in front of my mom so uh that's not because of depression but i do have anxiety prior and the anxiety leads to depression and then if i start having a panic attack i do have medication uh, i'm on a lot of medication for my seizures but i've had one for anxiety for a long time and so at this point, I've taken it for so long that I'm pretty sure it's probably just placebo effect. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure, ah, okay, I took that med. I'm good. It might not even work anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's my placebo go-to. So I am on medication for stuff like that too. So I'm with you. But as far as like doing anything crazy, no, I'm actually, I love my new wife. I love my, you know, my two children here. Um, fucking, we're, we're getting to play shows and do some crazy cool stuff. I just hope we play good. That's all I care about. <laughs> Well, well, I saw your um, I, I saw your um, new new comeback on um, YouTube, and you'll play great. You have the same voice you did way, from way back when. How does like how I mean, <laughs> like, like how do you keep that up? Because 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 most band most singers now lose their voice through smoking, and you know I mean, but your sounds just like <laughs> no no, but I mean I mean your voice sounds just like you did you know 
with the with your with your previous records, you know. Yeah, you I, I I I think it's 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 just because that's my voice. I mean, like I honestly do know. I'm I'm a little bit less nasally now. I've slightly become a <laughs> yeah. better singer, but I definitely sound the exact same. But I used to be so nasally, and now I'm just a little nasally. It's that Michigan in me. We have that little mm. nasally, like ah, oh, Michigan. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That, that's how I was there, but, um, you know, I just sing the way I do. It's just kind of like if I'm playing drums, I play the drums the same way I do, you know, I, it's just, it's my annoying voice. You know, like, I'm sure you hate hearing your voice when you hear it. Oh, I do. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I I have to hear that when people people play our songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mean to no, take that. <laughs> All right, right. Yeah, no, because no, no, my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets. You know, you know, Muppet Babies. I think my voice is like horrendously, like Scooter. So yes, dude, that's... Scooter. I mean, he's <laughs> the best one. So I guess that's the, you know. I think I'm confusing. Him. Is he the one that's with Beaker? No, that's um, that's Professor. Something. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Scooter has the red glasses and the uh, and the like, like he is like like orange character. Okay. And the, no, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I just know Beaker. Yeah, yeah, Beaker was, yeah, Beaker has the orange hair and big nose. Yeah, Scooter's yeah. like that. Yeah, but, gotcha. yeah Scooter's Fair opposite. Enough. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you were on uh, the uh, the um, the album Reanimation with Chester, going back to Chester again. Um, mm -hmm. It seemed like y'all had a very good chemistry recording at that song because you were friends with him and, yeah. and pushing me away. Um mm -hmm. I think that song is, is is a better song, better version than the one on Hybrid Theory. You know, and I, I think just they, wanted to to, to tell no, you that I, I, I think really... they, tell you the, they tell you the same thing, which is cool. Like, uh, a an honor for Mike. You know, it was mostly Shinoda, the one that you know. He, a he was in charge of just remixing and making that whole record different. So he was like kind of the one in charge, but he's also the one that threw me a bone and was like, dude, you know, we were fans of yours. Come, you know, let's get you some exposure. So that's much appreciated, you know, so cool. Um, but when I tell people, oh yeah, you know, it is cool that I sang on Lincoln Park's record, but my favorite part is that of all of those songs that they redid, the only one that permanently changed live, like if if they were still playing right now and they played Pushing Me Away, they'd play my version, not the album version. They switched it immediately. And then they'd have one of the opening vocalists come out and sing the three-part harmonies with them because that's what I you know, brought to that song. It was like, holy shit. I'm like, oh, three-part? Like, this is crazy. So, like, I think that's cool. Like, I got to watch, uh, you know, when they did that live... Uh, video release that they did I, I saw it in a movie theater but they had the uh, singer from oh god i can never remember their name uh blindside he came out christian he came out and sang one of the three-part harmonies and it was just so cool to see i got to play it one time with them live in utah but that was like i'm so bashful and not in front of lincoln park crowd i'm just like Ugh. so i came out and did my part and then like left before they even thanked me or something that's what you know, Shinoda was like, dude, where'd you go? We were trying Shinoda, to get you proud. back. Yeah. I was like, I just, I tried to remember the words. I tried and then I left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gets pretty, uh, pretty, um, I guess, scary to, to, you know, to work with somebody and try to remember the words and not, you know, I mean, yeah, that's gotta be horrifically 
You know? oh, yeah, and, and <laughs> that was like a, that was like a couple years later. It's not you know, like I said, we hate well, yeah, our voices. Yeah. So the last yeah. thing I'd want to do is throw on "Pushing Me Away" by Lincoln Park with me going. Hey, man, I can't you. No, no, no. <laughs> no, so do. I right. was actually in the I was in their dressing room, just like going over and over because I hadn't heard the song in so long. I'm like, what the hell did I write? Oh, okay. <laughs> rings it up, rings oh, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, that was cool though. Mm. On a on a side note, I love you. Even more because I found out that you are an avid Chicago Hawks fan. Yes, sir. From yes. Blackhawks, Bernard. Yes. Blackhawks all day. Because when I was uh, 14, 15, 16, I used to love Jeremy Roenick and Eddie Belfour from way back yeah. when. I'm not a oh, big yeah. fan of hockey right now, but 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 I used to uh, um, I, I I used to play street hockey, pretending I was Eddie, you know, Belfour, you know, blocking all the yeah. channel like yeah. I did. Yeah, but um. So, for me, not uh, not keeping up with the with the talks, are you doing okay? Because I I have no idea. Because I don't, you know, I don't. No, really no they, were, no. they were, they've been terrible the last couple seasons. They traded away their best player, Patrick Kane. Seabrook uh, and Taves retired, so they won like three cups in five years, like a decade ago. So yeah. they were like cream of the crop. Yeah. They fell, and so they actually won the draft lottery this past season. So right now, in training camp, ready for you know the preseason, is the number one pick, who is like everyone's going to be the next Gretzky. You know, when they get drafted, of course everyone is. They're always good, but they're not Gretzky. But this right. guy is like set records in the Quebec, you know, junior league. Like he set records, and like even I watched a video tonight. You know, I just scroll through my Instagram. There's a <laughs> He made one of the craziest passes ever to get a guy on a breakaway. It was like it was a backhand pass all the way across the ice in the air, and it landed right on homeboy stick, and he went in. He didn't score, right. but uh, no, the guy is like really, really talented. And if you look up Connor Bedard, and uh, just anything he does is crazy. Just like watching him practice, he's like making. Granted, it's you know the young kids trying to make the team and stuff, but he's making defensemen like fall over with all his deeks that he does. It's crazy. Nice, nice. Well, so it's, it's it, they're going to be good in like three, four years. They'll three, be four good years. Again. We could wait. Yeah, we could wait yeah. that long. Yeah, we'll just yeah. stick it through, right? Yeah, because everybody wants to be Gretzky, but I think Ronick's very much overlooked. Cause oh, I'm like, with you. I mean. Oh. Yeah, especially you know he's a, he's an American kid too, so I'm all for that. I grew up wanting to be Canadian, playing hockey my whole <laughs> life. Like I started hockey before I started playing drums. So like, Jr's a good guy. He'd fight. I'd like anyone that can fight and score. I'm in. Like, hell yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all good. So, okay. So going going back to music now. Um, so let me ask you this. Are you in good standards with Fred Durst? And I think I know, and I think you know why I'm asking you this question. I do. I, I don't, it's hard to explain to people because the whole way stuff went down, I've never had a problem with him. And I'm pretty sure his problem with us was kind of brief and it just probably keeps popping up because people keep bringing it up, you know, so far later. And like, no, we, uh, no, the last couple shows that we were near them, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, our, our festival got shut down, but I wouldn't have been there the day they played. But like, it's the, we played a show with them in 2010 that I was like, 
if I run into Fred, I might ask if I, if they want me to come up and guest with them. I mean, it's like, I, I was still a fan of them. You know, he, he did a lot to help us out for sure. And so he felt betrayed and I get it. And his voicemail was kind of not fair. And I, I honestly don't even know how that got out. Like, I honestly don't know how that got out because back then it wasn't voicemails back then. It was like little mini cassettes on a answering machine. Like it wasn't voicemails, click, save, whatever. No, it was like a little mini cassette. And I did not grab that mini cassette and be like, guys, put this out there. I did not do that. So I'm not exactly sure how that even got out whatsoever. And this is like back when AOL was maybe, you know, modem sound up. <laughs> yeah, you got mail. Okay, well, here's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah. I'm I'm sure he's over the issues too. Like, why would why would he care? But I never had one at all. I just you know tried to stay out of it because I understood he helped us and you know thought we screwed him over, but we didn't mean to screw him over. We took an offer that we we liked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it worked for you, I mean, yeah, I I guess he wanted you to come to him, and you know, what it's it's whatever now. So exactly. I'm getting this off of off of Wikipedia. And you can tell me if it's true or not. It says you're, you're, the, the labels you work with okay. Atlantic, Velvet Hammer, Slash Red, Distribution, and Victory. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Are they all true? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, and the, new, the new one's on a, a company called THC. It's, uh, it's kind of an independent label that works with us on a couple of other artists. And it's not, you know, I mean, there's no real major label success anymore, unless you're already cream of the crop successful. Right. So, uh, but no, we were, we were with Atlantic Records from 2000 to 2006. And then we released Our Long Road Home was with Velvet Hammer, which is our management, which our manager used to sing with Lincoln Park. Right. And then we did two records with uh, Victory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, um, me and my co-host Blake Mosley did a did a whole episode on Victory Records, and he wanted me to ask you the times that you you were there because that was a really bad, horrible label, you know, that we discovered. Right, that was the weird thing is we always got like bad messages and know that like uh, bad you know just talk I guess about them, but honestly, they were nothing but really kind to us i mean we shot more videos with two records with them than we did for three records with atlantic and they were never really like mean or sitting you know because i they, they just signed taproot taproot's gonna be taproot whatever and you know after two records the second one was kind of stupid i get it but they're like you guys are dumb go <laughs> like okay we get it <laughs> but, no they the you know, no they were they were cool. No, okay. I, everything. I didn't have a bad thing to say about them. And one, you know, when they dropped us, it was like, cool. I understand. Cool. Okay. Thank yeah. you for your help. No, we're yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, love, no love lost there. Yes. Well, it was great. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Cause they did really some shady, shady work to other artists. And I just wanted them to oh, make sure they yeah. treated you all with, you know, with respect to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they did. Like I, I've heard, it's been a long time, but I have heard yeah. a lot of negative things about them. But with us, it yeah. was actually really pleasant. Oh, that's nice. Because I was going to ask you, uh, which 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 label was the worst to work with, and I guess it's not Victory at all. Because I thought it was going to be Victory, you know. Well, Atlantic was the best overall, I guess, just because of what 
back then they meant, but a lot of people don't know how record deals work. So we kind of got screwed over, but they also spent a lot of money to make a lot of money. But um, no, being on a national Atlantic Records, that's amazing. So can't beat that. Uh, Victory, even though had some negative stigma, they were also still like the biggest independent label at that time. So for us, that was cool too. And then the only uh, the only other one was our Long Road Home, which we did with our you know management company independently. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, okay, okay. Well, no, no, I mean we knew the guys and whatever. It's just like we we were flailing away. Like, okay, how do you release a record on your own? Even though you know we're a management company and we're a drop band, but we know each other well. Let's just put it out and see how it works. And man, it just oh. didn't work. So. <laughs> I'm also reading on, on, on Wikipedia that, uh, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it says that uh, System of Down assisted, assisted y'all in securing the Atlantic deal. Started the possibility, yeah. It was uh, the, same manager, the same manager, Mark, that I keep talking about, who used to be Chester in Lincoln Park. He, he flew out from L.A. to see us open for System of a Down in Grand Rapids, Michigan, close to home. Um, so we opened for System, and I guess like he watched us play, watched the crowd, and was just like, Bino, we got to get these guys to L.A. And so that's kind of what took us from the Fred Durst. So we played with System, yes, because they manage System. So we are always interconnected with System for sure. But uh, it was just playing with System that had you know our day-to-day -day manager go like, got to bring these guys out. And that's when we were like, let's see what else is out there. You know, and Fred got mad, but that's I'm like right kind of where it steered yeah. a little different ways to see what else was out there. Yeah. yeah so that, that, that's, that, that's kind of like a true false kind of narrative that, that, that system assisted at all in, in securing a deal. Maybe, I don't know. So. I well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they got us in touch with our management that started like oh. our first record gift. It was, yeah. uh, it was our management created a label through Atlantic. So it was like kind of a big deal for both of us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So your, your, your major third release, um, blue sky research, um, you worked with Billy Corgan. How mm -hmm. did that go? Did that, well, because uh, you know you hear that he's a good guy, he's like a terrible dude, and you know, I mean, it's just either. I guess it's the time and place, you know. Sure, yeah, <laughs> time and I place mean, for everything. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, no, we're all sweethearts and souls at the same time. It just depends on what time of day it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a really cool experience. Like I, I can give you both positive and negatives. Like he's he's definitely a quirky dude, but um. His knowledge was amazing. We just went to Chicago, which is my favorite town. That's where I was born. So it's always good to go home. Um, but we sat upstairs uh, in one of the famous theaters up there. And uh, he just kind of listened to what we had written. And he wasn't like judgmental or like, oh, you guys suck. Or, you know, eh, eh. he talks kind of like I sing. <laughs> um, but uh, he just kind of came with ideas. That just like, <laughs> uh, <hey. laughs> so um i don't know it's really it's hard to explain because we wrote so many songs for blue sky research everyone thinks i hate the record i just i i'm just so over the experience it was terrible mm. i love the record just not in the order it is i love certain songs i guess but um billy was cool 
Um, he even wrote one of the most important songs to me on Blue Sky Research, uh, Lost in the Woods. Um, he actually wrote the main guitar riff, the that guitar riff he wrote for us. And I remember back to the pooping. I was in the bathroom at the Vic Theater and I heard Billy come in because I went to the Blackhawk game the night before and Billy was like, I heard him. And so I heard him say to the guys, he was like, I don't know. So did you guys go to the hockey game last night? <laughs> I did, but I don't know. <laughs> we did, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So when I walked out, he was just like, yeah, I was just thinking about you guys. And, you know, I, I, I just wrote this thing, you know, thinking, you know, maybe take it and do what you want and we'll turn it into something. So I just basically took my formula for poem and, turned his guitar lick into a, you know, mildly beautiful and mildly stupid right. <laughs> half heavy song. I don't know, but no, it was cool. Um, but I do remember the funny thing. Well, actually, I'm going to stay away from the negatives. The oh, best yeah. thing. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen or heard it yet, but someone sent me a link. Look it up just for fun. Cause I don't even know if the guy that created, created it knows but he you know i don't know how ai works i know anyone can try to get to it and do whatever they want to with it but this guy clearly knows ai yeah and he made a video or not, he, he not a video he made a song which is lost in the woods and it's taproot's performance like you know me on guitar mike on guitar you know jared undra like it's all of us it's the real song right but he had ai billy ai billy corgan sing it so it sounds like billy corgan singing yeah. over your... taproot yeah. which happens to be that happens to be the one song that he actually kind of wrote part of for us <laughs> like so it's crazy to hear it's nuts and it's hilarious but it's so cool like it, I just I want to know what he has to say because he's really against the AI stuff, especially when it comes to music. And I, I, I understand AI that is, too. But. Yeah, AI is getting to be more wilder by the minute. And I don't know oh. if it's, I don't know if that's a good thing because I mean, you you really can't dis AI is so good now you really can't distinguish between a real band and a, and a fake band. You know? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now it's it's gonna be a crazy. Crazy time. That's why we're kind of looking forward to playing some more of these shows live, so people can at least be like, "Oh God, I remember how bad they sound." <laughs> no, no, dude, they'll never say that to you. <laughs> if they do, I'll beat them up for you. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. Okay. So we we know that you don't like wrestling, but your song "Calling" was the the theme song in the Unforgiven pay per view in two thousand five. Awesome. Uh, and, right. WWE is huge. Is I don't I don't like it right now because the storylines suck. And right. I, you know, so what wasn't that like a Kurt Angle storyline when that song was going? Wasn't it Kurt Angle? I think so. kind of yeah. Like, I think so too. Yeah. I'm not anti. I, no, I just no, you know, yeah. I was a yeah. kid growing up. Yeah, I haven't yeah. like I used to watch UFC all the time too, and I'm out of touch with that. Right. Yeah, but uh, okay. So my question, basically, how did that come about? Like, did WWE get in contract with y'all, or did you? I mean, yeah. Uh, that would have probably been Atlantic Records throwing their arms out there trying to get some promotion, which was sweet. But I mean, that had nothing to do with us whatsoever. It's just like we'd be presented with options, and be like, "Are you guys cool with this, or do you not want to do it?" Or we'd just be told, "Hey, this is happening." And we'd be like, "Sweet." Because if we were told something's happening, then it's probably important. So we're like, cool. But uh, no, that was all the label and, you know, whoever is trying to 
push whatever they can. It, it worked out and it was cool. Like one of the better things too, like a different experience, I guess would be um, here in Detroit um, on Fox sports. They have a thing called April and the D like Detroit D uh, but so in April, that's like when all the main sports are still playing together at the same time, baseball, hockey, and football, like they're all still going together. And so April is like the month they focus on and they have a, you know, a theme, April and the D. And actually one of our songs off the episodes became the theme for an entire month. Every other commercial break, you'd hear our song and it would be like, hey, this is so-and-so from the Red Wings. And hey, this is so-and-so from the Lions and the Tigers. And I'm just like, oh, this is crazy because I had to shoot. I lived in Vegas at the time. Ugh, terrible. But uh, I remember I got like a message saying like, dude, need a video of you today saying you're Steve from Tabry. What would he do? And you're watching April and the D on Fox Sports Network, you know, so I'm in Vegas. I'm looking around. It's like all palm trees. I'm like, uh. but I had a Detroit Red Wing jersey that Mike Shinoda gave me. Keep going full circle. Uh, I found that thing, threw it on, and I found a view that didn't have like any palm trees or, you know, West Coast looking theme housing stuff and just made it look like I was wearing a Red Wings jersey and hanging out. So, uh, because I'm in Vegas, I don't but it was so cool, like getting to see like old Russian hockey players back when they amazing too. They too, but back when they were amazing, Rihanna and just like random people that you know were just like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I hear a lot of a lot of bad things about Vegas, a lot of good things about Vegas, but I. You're telling us, right? I, I, I kind of get like you hate Vegas with all your heart, right? But kind of, kind of, sort of. Not a no. I mean, some of my best. Ex I have uh, some of theirs. There's some, definitely some cool stuff there for sure. Uh, but Vegas was always one of the best markets for us radio wise and show wise like it was always a great market for us and it was awesome but come the time that i actually ended up having to live there you know we weren't cream of the crop anymore mm -hmm. and living there is way different than visiting it's, it's not even like hey i'm going for five days let's just go get effed up on the strip and stay at a hotel and whatever escorts and lose money all that <laughs> like right. just when, when it came to like the band days it was like it was still for us it was like fans like you know we get to hang out with fans yeah we're still gonna drink and we're still gonna have fun and all that but it's not like wasn't really focused on all the touristy type things so it was always fun for us but like it was time off between tours and i was stuck sitting in the desert going like when you live there the last thing you want to do is go about the strip i mean right. that's like tourists like have fun cool yeah. not like oh i'm living a normal life <laughs> so and that's also where i started having seizures that's where i had my first grandma so right which is not not too many good memories of there yeah i, I yeah right. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't expect good memories from a seizure seizures were rough you know because i because i've had seizures when i was born thank god i've had, okay. I've had them since then, so but I do know that that the effects of of seizures can really be more impactful for you know most humans you know on this earth. So, oh yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. I'm on enough meds that I've been okay for a couple of years, but that's 
Hell yeah. We'll just Knock keep that going. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this year, uh, you have the new lead guitarist, Taylor Roberts. Um, so what was the reason for Dave's mm-hmm. departure almost after eight years of demand? For for Dave? Yeah. Oh, uh, there wasn't like any issue. He lives farther away. And like when he was playing with us, we were only, like, he's probably only played like four, maybe five shows with us tops. Cause we were just a random, like one off, you know, like anniversary show or, you know, like whatever show festival show we got offered. So he always just played like random. It's not like he ever sat down and was any part of the, you know, I mean, since 2012 episodes like i've been the only one to write or perform anything like i did this entire record on my own so um he was just a great guitarist that came helped out did his job you know he was affiliated with nonpoint which is a huge part of our you know our going on right now so that's cool but um no taylor we'd known him when he was in mississippi um you know, he was in a band that would always open for us and then he'd, you know, end up helping tech for us when we needed help and stuff down there. Um, but he lives up here now and we're like, dude, you're a killer guitarist. He's in a band called Riding With Killers. Check him out. They're amazing. He's the singer guitarist. It's no, I mean, he's stand up dude and he's he's just stoked A, because he was a fan of ours first. And then B, he's also got stuff rolling around right now and he's doing great on his own. So it's like great to promote his band and then at the same time great to promote us because people are coming in like here's the new guy all right let's check this out so. all right cool yeah yeah it's always it's always uh i guess nerve-wracking when you get a new 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 uh member you know because because y'all have been i mean y'all have had what like four drummers but uh but three, three yeah three, you got you got uh Nick, Dave, we'll, say, we'll, say, we'll say four since we're back to Jared again. We'll yeah. say four, even and, though it's the same guy. <laughs> and that was my next question. Was was the reason why he left the first time a matter of location? Or was it like he was just done with the scene at that time and then wanted to come back with y'all? Uh, no, it was kind of probably um, obviously a mixture of things, but... Um, okay. It's kind of he. The last record he'd played on was "Our Long Road Home," which was the one that kind of just and eh, no one really knew about, and kind of just went like, "Oh, there goes Taproot. See you later." Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of in those times, like that, and then he got like a job offer that was for real, and he was just starting his family, and it was like his motivations changed, and like not out of nowhere, it was like, "Hey guys, this is where I'm at. You know, I, I want to wrap this up." go on without me it's not a problem and so we we're like okay cool not a problem <laughs> he's doing great now and, and right. now he's making shows with us again because it's yeah. fun which is, which is awesome yeah i mean because yeah. they're all great too yeah together yeah. All, yeah, again. it's awesome yeah and then nick our second drummer um yeah. he played on the last two records um he just got fed up with some politics and certain people in our band um that all of us couldn't work with anymore so mm. he's no longer part of the band yeah um so he quit because of said person so he was just over it he was getting abused you know verbally every night about nonsense because you know said person was like that um so he left and then so dave 
drummer Dave, um, he's awesome. He's like playing with Spun whenever. If you need him, good go. So he fit right in. You know, he knows the studio. He knows Tim, the guy that produced our last couple. And I use his studio for this album. He knows everyone. Um, so he was an easy slide in just to play. He, he knows how to pick stuff up quick and he was quality. So he was good to go. And, you know, I'm sure he would love to be you know, open, willing, and technically back for the most part. So that's awesome. <laughs> it's tapered mm. again. Nice, nice, nice. Well, since we're on the subject of a, a family member, family, um, I'm I, th this is question for now because I don't think it, um, I, I don't think this promotes like like before. But now that you have a family, um, how do you cope with being away from them for long periods of time, or do you take them on the road with you whenever you are start you know tour again? I mean, you are touring, but I mean, do you take them on the road with you, with you now? No, that's the thing is that like right now we're, we're starting to do a lot of shows to promote the new music and stuff, but we're, we're only doing weekend warrior stuff. So we'll like worst case, we'll leave on a Thursday and come back Monday or Tuesday. So we're just going for a couple of days at a time. And so, yeah, I mean, aside from the far drives, it, like the Blue Ridge show two weekends ago, whatever we were supposed to do that got canceled. That was the first one my wife came out to during the new shows. <laughs> we drove 11 hours, 13 hours down there to play a show that got canceled and then drove all the way back 13 hours. <laughs> that was kind of a bummer, but um, she uh, she's only been to a couple shows. We've only played a couple shows over the last couple of years, but uh, the plan is for this weekend when we do the machine shop, um, it, it's a bar. So obviously I can't bring the kids and I'm not taking them to Virginia to see so uh I think I'm gonna bring them in and force them to listen to sound check because they're both just gonna be like, oh so loud you can feel the music in your chest like they've never experienced you know if I get the stereo up to 16 when I want it at 23 they're like no stop no you're coming to sound check you can stay at the hotel I just want you at sound check and then you can go back to the hotel and relax so I would love yeah, so to. Be, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I just love the sound of live music. I mean, you know, it's, it's heart beating in my chest, and I just love it to death. So I would love yeah. it. I don't know why she doesn't like. She she won't go to like soundtracks, you know? Because to me, that sounds amazing, you know. But right, yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. I, I mean, the six year old's probably going to be a pain in the butt. At least she I likes know. a couple. Of yeah. So we do have uh, three more questions for you, and then we'll let you go. Um, okay. If you can remember, if if you can have fans remember you for one thing, only only one thing, what would it be? Oh God, probably just my terrible sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> and by that, I mean you know, like it kind of goes. I'm not like severely depressed or anything right now, but I've been through mm -hmm. such dark times that obviously I go out of my way to try to make people laugh, even when it's not funny. I just try my. Mm -hmm best to make the light of situations i do the same thing too so, right so you know yeah. it's not the best trait but i don't really have anything negative or hate toward anything in the world i just want the best for anyone and anything like i mm -hmm. don't get why you'd want anything bad for anyone like even your worst enemy it's like I wish them the best and they'll get better <laughs> or right, whatever yeah. our issue is so i guess just the fundamental idea that even though it's through my twisted dark sarcastic humor yeah. uh at least i'm intentionally trying to make people smile and that's my goal 
I feel like you are on the same aspect of me because as as people with depression, you and me, we feel like we don't want anybody else to suffer what we have gone through in the past. Mm-hmm. And we try to make everything like happy, you know, for yeah. other people, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with it for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so favorite song is is that on on everywhere, um, Spotify, Apple Pod, Apple Music, every everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And Elias, Elias is such a great guy because we've had him on, I think, two years ago, and he's a sweetheart of a dude. Um, oh yeah. How did that come about? And because because I know you toured with them, um, mm-hmm. was it like 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 just uh, like now they have their own record studio you know they're they're working independent is that the uh, majority of of like now that they have some time and they they're they're without anybody telling them what to do did this just come naturally together oh uh yeah i mean that's another band uh like lincoln park they used to open for us but now we'd be the we'd be there a little bit um so it was weird because I don't know for that song. I just, it was almost like the song that we nearly had Lane Staley on from welcome a song called Spacey. It was just one of those bridges that I didn't want to tackle. I didn't know what to do there because the rest of the song makes perfect sense to me. It's catchy. The words are literally self-explanatory. I mean, if, if you sat me down and you were like a dude, like, all right, let's have an interview. So tell me what favorite song's all about listen to the chorus the chorus is literally telling you what the song's about every time i seem to sing along i don't know the words but what else do you want me you know the the song is called yes (laughs) like when i came down to the bridge and stuff like i was just like i'm not sure what i would do here um so I kind of started putting feelers out to my, you know, followers, like, because uh, honestly, I swear I had like a list of two or three people. Elias was at the top um, just because he was still active. And I have so much respect. Like you said, such a sweetheart, such a great dude. Uh, I wouldn't want to have some dickhead be on the record and be like, well, thanks for making the song better. And here's, you know, whatever the fuck, I'm not going to get paid anyway. Um, but no, he was he was kind of the guy. And so when it finally clicked, I had... Uh, I got Rob the drummer's information and he hooked me up with Elias. I, you know, told him what I was doing. He was like, yeah, send it my way. Sent me back the tracks. I was like, can you just change these two words and we're good? And he's like, hell yeah. So he changed those words and boom, like I just threw them in or he nailed them quick and it wasn't like any drama. And we actually at the taste of Madison, it was probably a month ago. Uh, you know, that was the only the second time we'd ever played that song live, but it was the first time that we actually got to perform with Elias. And it was like me with Lincoln park, like in the back, like going like, Oh, what are the words? What are the words? I haven't listened to this in so long. <laughs> yeah. Cause he sang that a long time ago too. It's yeah. just now coming out. And so he was doing the same thing. Like, are we doing this? Are we doing this? I'm like, hell yeah. I'll, I'll put the song later in the set just so you have more time. He's like, right. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, cool. And so he came out and killed it. And like, yeah, we had, yeah, yeah. No, it was, that was very special. Yeah, that dude's a machine. I mean, he's, he's really like a sweet hopper guy. I've seen him live one time and he put, they, they put on a kick ass show, man. I mean, it's, I mean, 
you want to say right. a great show, everybody, um, just go see Taproot, especially. I've never seen you in your life. And, okay, so my next question before the last question is, I know you have no control over where you go because it's your manager's deal, um, but is there any uh, uh, room for you all to come to Columbia, South Carolina? <laughs> I know that's really, because I'm, I'm in it, you know. And so, I mean, I don't know if, well, it's, it's possible. And I know we're still, we're still like doing random bookings, which is like kind of scaring me because come early December, we only have like one show later in December and I don't have a job. Oh, my. <laughs> I've got bills. I've got, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, um, and then they're starting to set up just one-off random shows for early next year already. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. You guys better try to keep me afloat somehow. <laughs> yeah, you better but, do something. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. But um, no, I mean there are plans to get down that way. You know, like okay. the worst case scenario would be like say northern Florida. I don't know how far away you are from there, but yeah. like I know Florida is a destination, so yeah. I'm sure one of the Carolinas will be on the same weekend type of thing. You know, and then when we do LA, it'll be LA and Nevada type right, of weekend. Yeah. You know, it's it's still not going to be like you said is it stuff that we're being forced or we don't have a choice no we actually had a choice to be on that mudbane tour that non points on right now okay nice but we turned that down not because we didn't necessarily want to do it what the fuck right. is that oh seizure med time okay I got oh it's easy alarm um but no we turned that down a we fundamentally if it was like boom mudbane tour one month let's go money everything's taken care of no yeah. worries bring your families don't whatever you'll just yeah. make you know at least pay your bills do whatever it wasn't like that it was like oh you're opening you only get this much money and you can only sell two pieces of merch for people that don't know when you're on tour right merch merch is the only place you make money <laughs> yep, yep. so once that's limited and we're supposed to sell it for a certain amount of money so the headliner can sell theirs for just a little bit more and they have 50 things and we only get two and we're only making a thousand a show mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. so we were like no we can't we can't justify that but um you know if we have some good paying weekends that are like worth our while like it was pretty expensive to drive to virginia and back not to play a show oh. yeah <laughs> well so if, that kind if, of if puts if if you ever come to North Carolina, man, I'll I will I will find somebody to take me there, you know, because I don't have a license. Sure. On, so, hey, man, we can just hang out after the show, and uh, you know, I mean, get get, get some beers or whatever. <laughs> but um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Anyone yeah. ever tell you you look like Tony Romo when you smile? No, I've never had. Uh, I've I've heard. Okay, so funny thing about going back to Chester when okay. I had, when I had the uh, um um the crew cut, you know, the the the, the bus cut. I've been yeah. told that I look like Chester, you know? Okay, fair but enough. But then he says, because that was funny, because I was in, in like a bar, you know, and a guy, and a guy called, called up on my friend, he says, is that Chester Bittenfield? And I'm like, no, Chester does not have a walker. Because <laughs> I have a walker. I mean, come on now. So I'm handicapped, you know? So, I mean, that's at not... Point, at this point, I wish he did. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, but I've been compared to Chester, okay. uh, Tony Romo. Thanks, thanks for you. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, Brian Reynolds for some reason. I don't know why. Fair enough. Yeah, that's Probably pretty weird. 
You're a jokester. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that smile right there. Freeze it on that smile and put it next to Tony Romo. Okay. On a it's like oh. the slight dimples and the big. Yeah. It's it's pretty close. I promise. Nice, nice. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for that compliment. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 True. Uh, one more question, and then we'll. But by far, this is going to be the hardest question ever tonight. Okay. Um, so, is there a album, a song, or or an artist that you can hear right now and listen to him, her, or the song, but you can't tell me or your wife or your son or, or your child how it makes you feel inside? It's so deep inside your soul. You can't explain how it makes you feel. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. To be quite honest, I've seen so much over my years, and it's not just the depression thing, but I'm sure you're pretty guarded and numb to some aspects of the world and stuff. <laughs> so, so I would love to be able to tell you that it's one of the new songs on my record called Ma. Um, and that's one of the few that for this record, you know, because most of the demos from a long time ago, three or three songs mm -hmm. that I wrote while making this record um and it was literally about her death and me having to tell her to die mm. um but to me that doesn't really hit me in the gut because like it was time to go and i told yeah. her to go so it was almost like a blessing because she's not right. in pain anymore. I, I don't know what the fuck happens after you die, but I, you're not yeah. in debt, in pain, having trouble breathing, you know, like, so I, everything, you know, she's all I had. I don't have any siblings. You know, my dad was a bastard that moved away. So it was just my mom and I. So like, I literally, the song is about telling her it's okay. You'll learn to fly. I'll be good. Uh -huh. We'll figure it out. Just yeah. go take care of yourself. So that's what the song is about, but it doesn't like, hit me in the gut uh, i like I, I that song got it out for me right and so that would be like one of the things that you're saying you know like when you know people are like you know you were saying something about like something being emotional but like wah, wah, look at me wah, 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 or just like expressing it like that's what it was just me getting it out not like oh i'm so sorry steve you lost your mom like <laughs> i told her to go she's fucking great you know? <laughs> right yeah she's we're, the ones, we're the ones stuck here dealing with this shit yeah yeah she's she's good we're fucked we're the ones stuck dealing with all that shit they're good yeah yeah but uh yeah but you're right i mean we we don't know what what's happening on the other side um but i think it's gonna be you know i mean i think there's a lot more to life on the other side than there is right now you know, that's me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's like, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm open to any and all beliefs. I mean, I, I definitely can tell you, I 100% don't think that God is a white male with a beard. <laughs> right. If he, if he created, if he created, if he created people in his image, then there weren't white people back then. Right. At all. Yeah. yeah They're all. But so I was, uh, but I'm open to Christianity for sure because it teaches positive things and makes some of the most beautiful people I, people I know. So I don't get it. But um, shit, I don't even know where I was going. Something yeah. to do with death. But uh, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. Something something kind of cool. Yeah. But it's all I good. lost track. 
it's all good. <laughs> nah, so everybody listening to this episode, please go download Scissor, stream it everywhere you can. Um, Apple Music, um, Spotify, which I don't really like Spotify because they don't pay our artists anything. And they're, um, yeah, so it's kind of weird. Apple Music does, I think, more so than Spotify, right? Yeah, nothing like well, nothing's like old school commercial radio, and even that go. wasn't great That's, either. But yeah. no, it's all it's all about promoting for like the shows and just being back around again for people to even care. That's you know, we're, I'm, this isn't for money. I need money to survive. I quit my job. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not looking. Yeah. I'm not trying to get rich off of you know music streaming by any means. Like it's right. it's cool to have out there. I want I want to share it with people. Yeah, I mean for sure, for sure. So, um, you could follow Taproot at. Twitter and Instagram and follow Taproot, obviously. And, uh, and okay, so I, I looked up uh, your website and I don't really think y'all have a website, do y'all? I mean, taproot.com, no? No, not anymore. Okay. I think, we, I think we lost Taproot music. I don't know. I think there's okay. a, I think there's a site called Official Taproot or Taproot Official, but it just yeah. takes you to our managers, okay. you know, company that sells our cds and then sells our skateboards and then promotes other bands galore so like right. we're, we're kind of just promoting the record like socially and you know he's doing a good job like trying to get you know notice at the right places but it, we don't want to pay a guy to just sit there and be like hey let's add a yeah. computer date through html cool i'll just sit here and get paid like, nah. yeah no no we can yeah, we can promote our, our own stuff so yeah uh, like i said before um before i we started recording thank you so much for for coming on it's been a no, thank you for me and i hope and i hope we're you know i i i feel like we're best friends right now right Maybe. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, dude, I don't have... Tony Romo, right there. Tony Romo. <laughs> right there. <Green> <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So you can say you know Tony Romo. And <laughs> Pretty then, much. And then yeah. my pieces. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, we do thank you for coming on. And I hope to God you come back. And so I I do uh, oh. need you. I, well, we do want you to come back anytime you want to um, and just talk about anything you want. And, okay. Yeah, well. so... For you touch me or hit me up. Whatever. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So anytime um for everybody else listening to this podcast, thank you very much for listening. And always remember when words fail, music speaks. Bye guys. See ya. Right. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude. Really, thank really so fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I do have to pee again already. I was okay, sleeping yeah. on yeah. I was sipping on beer while so. Oh no. Oh, so that's what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. So I, mean, uh, I go I go pee on my Instagram lives. I take them upstairs. I just put the phone down. I pee while I'm on Right. You can take them with you. You know, you can poop right. with them, you know. Right. I haven't done that. <laughs> so, about it. Um I followed you on Instagram. Um look for when words fail and then um I'll we'll, we'll we're gonna just talk about stuff, you know, here and there and yeah. Awesome. All, all right, right, well let me know. I gotta okay. go pee. But yeah, thank for, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you so much again. Greatly appreciate it. You too. Thank All you. Right, see you. All right, bye.